This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Discover stunning scenery and local attractions as you explore New Zealand. Plan your trip today, live on SEN. Welcome to Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz. You are on Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz. Right now, Vandy, we are sitting in glorious Melbourne, but we are broadcast all over Australia and New Zealand. And Paul Vanderplug, my co-host on the amazingly successful TV show called Trail Towns, Paul Vanderplug, world champion mountain biker, Hello, Vander. Oh, hello, Dietz. Fantastic to be here again. We've uh, had another great week and uh, we're into another one. We are into another one and this week is going to be a cracker. Have we got some stuff for our audience, our audience who are fans of bicycles and bicycle tourism and want to know where to go and what to do when they get there? All brought to you by 100% Pure New Zealand. We're going to be chatting about... Well, Waiheke Island. We're going to be chatting to Wim from Waiheke Island, Vandy. Yes, we will. Wim is a bit of a legend. We met him when we were over in New Zealand filming season two of Trail Towns. And it's only a few weeks from the premiere, which is on the 2nd of July, four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Nice time to just get under a blanket, have a hot chocolate and uh, watch us explore New Zealand. Yeah, it's going to be the first episode. We're in Auckland and Northland and Waiheke Island, which is an island just off the coast of sort of, you know, quite close to the city of Auckland. And uh, it's a really beautiful, beautiful episode. But we'll talk about that a little bit more. What else have we got on the show, Vandy? Oh, well, I think uh, we'll have our regular Mike Tomolaris. He's, uh, he's in Australia at the moment, but he's talking about his European adventures that he's going to be doing with bike style tours. And I think He's got uh, Pat Yonker, who's an ex-pro Tour de France rider, coming in. And we're just going to let uh, Tomo take the reins. We're calling it a Tomo takeover. It's a Tomolaris takeover, <laughs> mate. I know. And very excitingly, one of our beautiful sponsors who's been with us from the very start, Quadlock. Now, in life, you get a lot of people talking about a lot of products and, you know, some of them don't really work as well as they should. What do we think about Quadlock? Well, it's one of those products where it's the best in the business. I don't know what I would do without my Quadlock case. And I think they're a very popular phone case. They're super safe, but the locking system is universal. So we'll get uh, uh, our good friend, Andy Poole, coming in live in the studio, and he's going to give us a bit more info about the Quadlock product and the brand. Well, we both used Quadlock for our lives and riding for ages before we approached them to become a partner on Trail Towns. And when they said yes, we both nearly fell over in shock. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I built up a bike the other day and I hadn't put my quad lock on and I sort of felt a bit naked without it because it's uh, it's a, just a handy product to have. It helps you navigate. And uh, when you're a high-flying businessman, you never know when you're going to have important calls coming in. Well, so. e- every call is important to you, Paul. You are absolutely <laughs> high-flying. We've got Jamo again talking, uh, you know, tales from the workbench. Now, last week, Jamo spoke and gave our viewers or our listeners a few tips. And I told him, don't be so silly. We want some ridiculous stories. So he's, yeah. he's, we're going to be talking about a, an amazing publication he did way back in the day, and it is hilarious. And, of course, at all times, you can give us a call or you can send us a text. Now call us on one 736 736 or text us 
on 0433-981-116. And I'll say that number again because, Paul, somebody said last week, you said it too quick. We couldn't hear it. <laughs> you say it. You say it more slowly. I'll say it more slowly. Yeah, you oh, say it more okay. slowly. Okay, back we go. Uh, <laughs> no one three hundred. 736-736 or text on 0433-981-116. And I also like to use the SEN app on your phone because you don't have to remember the numbers. You can go listen live and then you can just click on the, I think it's the temper text line and you click on temper text line, boom, sends a text directly to us. And then uh, otherwise you can you can also call through the app. And we've already got a text coming in. Hi, Dietz and Vandy. I live in Bandura, Victoria. Any good learner tracks you could recommend for me? Cheers. Absolutely. We'll get on to that one in a minute, Vanny, but there's a little place we like to call Plenty Gorge, very yes. close to Bandura, and it has got, man, it's got all levels of trails from, you know, expert trails, but heaps of green-blue trails. So we'll chat about Plenty Gorge there. But we also have a competition at the end of the show. You can win a temper pillow of $300. If you can tell us a little story, we're going to introduce that in a little while. We're going to hold you all on tenterhooks there until we can actually get it. But right after this, we're going to have a little chat about a little place we like to call England, Vandy. Oh. Oh, oh, JT. We love a bit of JT, Vandy. Tell us about the UK, mate. The UK. Well, I've done a bit of racing over in the UK over the years. I um, actually won a Sprint Eliminator World Cup in Pickering in uh, in Yorkshire, I think it was. Really? Yeah. They originally wanted to do this sprint race through one of the old English pubs. And uh, the UCI, the international cycling body, they were... Uh, they weren't they weren't keen on having people drinking beer while we raced through the pub, so they had to go around the back streets. I can't so. see what the problem is. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of our episodes of Trail Tales. Um, we are going to the UK oh, though in going, July. Well, very soon in a couple of well, about three weeks from now. Yes. Aren't we? Why are we going there, Paul? Well, there's this thing that we've learned about, which is called. The Sustrans Network. My goodness. What is it? You know about it. So in the UK, I mean, we are a global sensation. Let's be honest right now. And we've got global distribution for our TV show, Trail Towns. (laughs) Anyway, so our fourth season is going to be in the UK. We're going to do six episodes in the UK. We're going to discover bicycle tourism in the UK. And at the backbone of bicycle tourism in the UK is is a network called Sustrans, Sustainable Transport Network. And guess what, Vandy? What's that? It There's 18,000 kilometres of bicycle dedicated trails in the UK right now. Wow. So you could pretty much just be riding constantly and you wouldn't even repeat the same network if you rode every day for a year. You couldn't. You couldn't do it. And literally, I think about a month ago, the UK government announced another 500 million Aussie dollars, in fact, a little bit more than that, building more cycle trails to get people out of cars and and, and sustainable tourism. So holidays that we do on trail towns where you go on a holiday and then you get on your bike and you might drive to where you want to go to, but then you go for a ride. You might do it. Like like we did the Great Victorian Rail Trail here, which is about 170, 180 Ks. Anyway, that network in the UK is vast. 
Yes. Yeah, so it's sort of similar to what they've got in New Zealand, which is the, the 22 great rides with um, Andrew Waddell was talking about a couple of weeks ago. So multi-day rides, some of them, some of them are quite short and they're using um, off-road cycle specific ways, but then they have this huge network we were talking about the other day around um, Birmingham, all the water races, and they've got bike paths next to all of those, which link up this huge network. As as you just said before, 18,000 kilometres of uh, specific cycleways will be open. And they're, they're multi-use, so you can walk on them as well and all that sort of thing. And they use C roads, which is like the th- grade three roads, which have just like a farmer with a tractor and uh, the odd local who is going to their house. So... Exactly. And uniquely in the UK, you've got footpaths, which allow people to access through private property, like bigger states and the sort of things you see on Midsummer Murders. You can actually ride your bike through them legally. So the Sustrans network is exciting. Vandy and I, you and I, we're heading to the UK in a couple of weeks. We've got a media launch over there. We're inviting anybody who's everybody. You name it. It's very, very exciting. But you know what else is exciting, Vandy? Auckland. We, we spoke, spoke about last week. Wow. Well, we're going to we're going to be chatting to women in just a sec, but we just got to go back to how cool Auckland was. It was yeah. amazing. Cuz it's our first stop in the uh season 2 mission, and I guess the uh urban sophistication and spectacular scenery go hand in hand in Auckland. Well, this, this the spectacular scenery thing and the urban sophistication. What that actually means is you can get a really good coffee and have an amazing dinner and just so many great places to hang out. So, again, going to Auckland a lot, you know, in in other in another life before Trail Towns for jobs and whatnot. I just didn't know it had so many things going. Like you go there, you do your job, you leave, or if you go to New Zealand, sort of go to Auckland, then get out of Dodge and go to Rotorua, or even up to Northland where we're we're chatting about next week. Um, spend time in Auckland, my goodness what a city right well i guess it's only a three-hour flight here from melbourne where we are so if you're on the east coast it's a pretty pretty quick just hop straight over there and uh they have coffee scenes that rival melbourne really like they uh they're very proud of their food we we um what about that bagel bar that we went to what was that called yeah, ugly Man, bagels ugly bagels it was so good <laughs> And, and every time you ordered, what they do? They yell out the whatever your order is in this sort of American style. It was so funny. They all wear little uniforms and you order your, you know, your, your what is it, whatever bagel. Like, <laughs> and I'm looking around and I go, what, what did they yell at me for? But anyway, good that's what they ba- do. Good bagels, though. I mean, that's quite good. It's... Oh, they were good. But I think the islands and the ocean and the sea and all the boats, like they say, it's the city of sales. I've never seen so many boats in my life. It's like going to JV Marine on steroids. The Haraki Gulf, I think it's called. Is it the Haraki Gulf? Within that gulf is the Waiheke Island, and within Waiheke Island is Waiheke Wim. And right after this, we're going to be chatting to Waiheke Wim and finding out all the stuff you need to know about this beautiful, beautiful part of the world. You're with Vandy Dietz on Trail Towns. Discover stunning scenery and local attractions as you explore New Zealand. Plan your trip today. Live on SEN, Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz. You're with Vandy and Dietz on 100% Trail Towns Radio, brought to you by Pure 100% New Zealand, Vandy. A few hundred percents in there. Mate, we're getting up to 110% right now. Mate, uh, are you ready to explore Auckland? I've got my bag packed. 
right now, and I'm going to go discover Auckland, but via the airwaves tonight with somebody that we met on our Auckland episode, Vandy. Yes, it's Wim. Hello, Wim. How are you going, guys? Hey, I was hoping you were there. Now, uh, yeah. our magnif- <laughs> tell, tell our magnificent audience, Wim, who you are and how we got to know each other. Well, my name's Wim Lipers, and I live on Waiheke Island in Auckland, New Zealand. And these two dudes, Vandy and Deets, came over to the island, and we did a tour together on our e-bikes. We have an e-bike company over here. It's called Sunrise E-Bikes, where we rent out our e-bikes so people can come to our beautiful island and just, and just discover and explore all around all the stuff there is to do over here. And it's just a great way to get around and, uh, and yeah, just tour the island. Yes, we took the ferry over. It's, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour on the ferry. And then we, we pulled up at uh, Waiheke Island and then you just appeared. It was like magic. Exactly. It is. It is. It's, we're, we're magical people, my wife and I. Joe and, and myself, and we uh, we go pick people up down at the ferry building. They come in from Auckland City on the boat, a beautiful little trip over through the island, and um, yeah, 45 minutes, like you said, and then uh, we're usually down there with our bikes, and people just uh, rock up, pick up the bikes, and away they go. When when we came across on the boat, and we, we were in Auckland for a couple of days filming the episode, I mean, we were blown away with Auckland, the shopping and the food and the vibrancy and the art and the, the bike trails, all that sort of thing, right? But what I had never yeah. done, firstly, is explore Auckland by bike, but then I knew of Auckland with these islands. It's this large city that's amongst a bay with multitude of islands all around it, your island, Waiheke being one of them. Tell us about the sort of geography that you get in Auckland and why it's so great to come to your island in particular? Well, I think, I think the main, what's a, what's, what we really love about Auckland really is, is the Harriki Gulf, it's called. And, and the Harriki Gulf does consist of, like you say, many islands. There's a big volcano in the middle of it, you know, that you kind of go through by boat around. And then there's all these tiny little islands everywhere. And it goes right out to the Great Barrier, uh, which is a bigger island that kind of protects the whole Harriki Gulf. And um, so, it's, you know, it's just and Auck- Aucklanders are always out with their boats. They're always out fishing. Uh, it's just, you know, the, 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 the sea life is here amazing. You've got walkers and dolphins you know, swimming around. and It just is fantastic. And, and our island is, um, the great thing about our island is it's very easily accessible. Like we've got ferries coming every single hour from, from uh, Auckland City. And so, you know, you come, you come in the morning. You spend a day on the island, you can go back at night or, you know, there's places to stay on the island, there's lots of vineyards on the island. It's just a marvellous, marvellous place to come. And, um, and it's, it's, it, yeah, there's, no, there's, there's a reason why it's one, one of the fifth, uh, the fifth most um, uh, luxurious or, 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 or most uh, loved islands in the world. So, um, it's, yeah, there's it's, it's everything here. And um, you're quite an, an elite runner, Wim, but you hire out e-bikes and you also ride e-bikes around the island. Why is that? Well, well it's funny that, eh? Because my whole philosophy is on, on my running thing is you've got you to make it, life as easy as possible, which means you've got to run as easy as you can. And, uh, and you know, other pe- people can't run so easy as I can, so uh, we get them to uh, jump on an e-bike and tour the island as easily as they can. 
Yeah, but it's also because Waiheke Island is not flat. <laughs> it's, it's not well, flat. Well, exactly. It, it is a very, very hilly island. And, you know, just touring the, the island on a normal bike is actually just really, really gut-wrenching. It's, it's very hard work. And, um, and, you know, not everyone's in that kind of shape that they can do that. And so with the e-bikes, you know, we, we, our, low, our, our motto is kind of like we flatten the hills. You know, we jump on an e-bike and you don't really notice the hills so much. Um, which is which is fan- which is a fantastic way to tour, and you know we get people that come out here that you know aren't really really very fit, but they just can't believe how they can still you know do all the the, the tour of the island and still and still feel like they can uh, they can walk afterwards. I know when we I'll try and paint the picture for our audience. So we came in on the ferry, and there's this gorgeous little port, these magnificent homes on the hillsides around you. I'm talking like yeah. magnificent homes. Some of them yeah. 150 yeah. years old, some of them brand new. We jumped on bikes with you and then we started rolling around the island into these cove after cove and beautiful little coves, um, beaches. Uh, then we go through these shopping strips where it you know, could be as could be as anywhere really. It was, it was absolutely yeah. beautiful. And then we come to a place called yeah. Mudbrick, which is one of the most beautiful wineries I've ever seen in my life. I mean... Mm-hmm. The, the island itself, I really want our listeners to go to Waheke Island and experience what Fandy and I did. T- tell us some of the things that you'll see on your tour. Well, we have, you know, we call, we, uh, one of our tours is the Five Beaches Tour, which is basically a little bit what you just pictured. You know, you've come in and it's it's not very far. Isn't it? You know, we're talking like kilometres or anything like that. It's only like 20 20k, 24k is the whole the, the tour, that the, the one that we recommend anyway. And, and that's the one that takes us down all these little beaches. You know, you go down into the beach, there's only, only Row, which is a big beach, a popular beach there. And, and there's all these little tiny beaches, Enclosure Bay, Sandy Bay. Um, and, and the great thing about it is it's all, you know, little windy roads. You go down into the bay, you come out again. It's all through, um, you know, some, some foresty areas as well where you're going through um, roads that are just, you know, covered in, in palm trees and, 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 and kneecap palms and, and all sorts of ferns and stuff. And it's just, it, it really is just so picturesque. And, you know, there's a little bar down at the beach and you can grab, grab a coffee down there and you grab a beer a little bit further along and then you come into a big, massive, big, long um, Only Tangy Beach, which is a beautiful sand beach. Remember that one? We were screaming along the beach with our bikes. Yes. Um, I think we were going something like just, 50, 60 k's an hour on the sand. Yeah, we had, we had a tailwind we with that did. one and it was just, we were just holding it. Yeah. <laughs> So that was so it's just a lot of fun, and then I think you know you can go uh, go back on the other side of the island, which is like the eastern side, and then once you go 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 back, um, you follow more little bays and 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 along the coastline um, around the southern side back. So it's, it's just it's just fabulous, and then like you said, there's vineyards all the way all the way around the island, and and so what we did, of course, we we stayed at one of the vineyards for uh, for lunch and just had the most beautiful view and a beautiful meal and uh, it's just a highlight of the of the day really to finish up you know like at mud brick or, or or some of the other vineyards and um yeah let the day kind of like come to a close there oh totally and as Dietz was saying it's just uh some place that you have to go and experience for yourself. It's hard to describe. It's one of those truly yeah. fun days out, or even if you spend like a few days on Waiheke Island, you can really just immerse yourself in the uh, in the vibe of the island. Yeah, 
No, definitely, and 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 that's you know that's like one half of the island. The other half of the island, which you guys actually didn't even get to explore, which is just you know gravel roads. We have, we have our mountain bikes as well, the mountain bikes that we take on the gravel roads, and you go all the way out to Stony Battle, which is right down the end, um, and come down to Man of War Bay, where there's also a vineyard down there. So there's an, there's another part of the island that's kind of like very very rural. It's very farmish. You can you know you farmlandish, so you can keep away from the uh, all the batches in the houses, and you're just basically out by yourself in the mountains and the hills. And it's just, yeah, I, I, what what we always say that New Zealand is like, um, you know, the, the New Zealand is so, you, you, you did the tours of the whole, whole you, did, you know, you did cycle trips to through a whole New Zealand. Well, Waiheke is like a tiny little, little New Zealand, all in this tiny island, except for the snow and the mountains. But for the rest, you know, you, you, you can get nearly everything of New Zealand you have in this tiny little island. So that's what's so fabulous about it. It is incredible. Cycling the trails on the island, wine and dine your way around it. Go back to Auckland, check out all the laneways and the places to eat and hang out. I don't know, Vandy. I think yeah. Auckland is calling. Yes, we'll we'll have to go yeah, back. It's calling again. <laughs> it's calling again. Wim, you're an absolute ripper. Yeah, we loved calling, meeting you. I want our audience to watch the first episode of the show, which debuts on July the second here in Australia on SBS. Uh, on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock and you're going to be on it and people will get to meet you. You're a ripper. We loved meeting you and we want to thank you for being on the show today. We'll get you back on another time. You're an absolute cracker, mate. Awesome, mate. No, nice meeting you guys too. you definitely got to come back. We'll definitely do another tour out here. And love to your beautiful wife, Jo, who's definitely your better half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I agree with that. I agree with that. Cheers, Wim. All thanks, right, guys. thanks for coming on, mate. Alrighty. Thanks, mate. Take care, you guys. You're on Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz by 100% Pure New Zealand. 100%. Now, Vandy, we have a competition on tonight's show, and I want our listeners to ring up with the following. I had this actually happen to me today. A friend of mine called up and said the following. Here we go. <laughs> My daughter's boyfriend's father is second cousins with somebody whose friend is the third fastest cyclist in a very narrow age group in Australia. They'd be good on your show. <laughs> Surely that's not a I thing. S- I swear to goodness. This reason. And I said, that is a free temper pillow coming right up. So the thing is, well, call us on 1300 737 736 736. Sorry about that. Or 0433 text 981116 with your best third, fourth, fifth random connection. Random connection, particularly if that connection isn't number 1 in something. Maybe the third or the fourth. Just whoever if you've got a random connection and it's got to be real and we love it, you're going to win a $300 Temper pillow on the temper line. Well, Wim, for example, who we just interviewed, he's actually the second best 800 meter, second fastest 800 meter runner in the world for his age group, 50 to 55. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Now, now, I'm not taking anything away from Wim, but that's what I'm talking about. Oh, anyway, guess who we've got right now? The great man, Mike Tomalaris on the line for his usual segment on Euro Madness. Mike, welcome to Trail Towns again, mate. Deets and Vandy, it's so good to be with you. And uh, this was going to be a Tomo takeover tonight. However, um, I'm on my own. I was going to uh, talk to Patrick Yonker, 
Uh, Patrick's got a bit of a family emergency tonight. I don't think it's too serious, but he texted me about five or ten minutes ago and said, mate, uh, I've got some COVID issues at home. And that's all I know from the text that he sent me. But Patrick, for those who, who don't know, is a uh, former professional cyclist who did the uh, world tour. And in fact, um, he was the first cyclist I ever interviewed when I... Uh, appeared or made my way to the Tour de France as a reporter for the first time in 1996. He's the uh, the first uh, rider. He was per, uh, he was in the Once team, the Spanish team, an Australian. And uh, Patrick, that particular year, finished um, 12th, I think, overall on the wow. general classification. So that's why I've had a long-standing uh, relationship with him. And he'll be with me on uh, bike on my bike-style tour when I take to uh, the Alps, the Pyrenees, and the Women's Tour de France in a matter of weeks. Uh, He'll be our team captain as I host a number of people as I make my way to France uh, very shortly. And I'll give you another bit of uh, a tidbit. I'll give you another tidbit. I have never uh, ridden a bike in Europe. Oh, yes. Do you find that that surprising? (laughs) I mean, I've been over there 26 times in a row. Uh, covering the big bike race where all the cyclists are chasing this yellow jersey. I've never had time to ride a bike. But that's going to change in a couple of weeks when I host uh, several dozens of people on bike-style tours. Well, it yes. sounds, like, sounds like the moon to me, uh, Mike. That is, I know it exists. I don't need to go there to prove it, right? So you don't need to ride a bike to prove to people that you know about bikes, right? Well, look, people automatically think, oh, just because uh, Tom Alaris goes over and covers a big bike race called the Tour de France, he obviously has to jump on two wheels when he's over. Wrong. Um, (laughs) When I go over there, I'm making television, though I have in the past over the last 26 years. Uh, Let me give you a a quick rundown on my day. I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, have breakfast, talk to the crew about the day ahead. And my main objective was to go to the finish line where the television trucks are located from not just from Australia, but from uh, all over the world. Uh, We uh, wait for the riders at the finish line. We uh, make television. And uh, that's basically my day. uh, We we watch the race. um, we, uh, We wrap up the stage. We make our way to our next accommodation, which might be some 200 kilometres away. And that's one reason why I've never ridden a bike in France in the 26 years that I've been on the Tour de France. But again, that's going to change in the next couple of weeks when I make my way over there for Bike Style Tours. Oh, Mike, you uh, must be absolutely frothing to get over there and actually uh, experience it at the ultimate speed by bike. Look, you know, I am, Vandy. I am. Um, I do a lot of bike riding here myself now. I've got a lot of time on my hands now. And uh, uh, I know the roads of France very, very well, having driven around the country 26 times. I mean, my geography for France is probably better than what it is for my home country, Australia. Um, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. So I'm looking forward to hitting Alpe d'Huez, uh, the Tourmalet and the Pyrenees and some of the other climbs around the country. So uh, it'll be a new experience. I've normally uh, uh, negotiated those roads on four wheels in a vehicle, 
but these days, or coming up in the next couple of weeks, it'll be on two wheels, and I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you might even get fit, Mike. No, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't put too much pressure, Mike. Uh, I just we look forward to next week's show because we hopefully will have Pat Yonkers on then, and then it would be three versus one. So Pat's got German and Dutch heritage, and I'm German, Fanny's Dutch. And you're the odd man out being Greek. So (laughs) we'll look to gang up on you next week, mate. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next week, Mike. Okay, Vandy. Good on your deets. You're a champ. Cheers, mate. Discover stunning scenery and local attractions as you explore New Zealand. Plan your trip today. Live on SEN. Trail Towns with Vandy and Deets. That's right, Deets. We're back on and the texts are flooding in and we've got one that is I think quite... the computer's about to blow up. Oh, look, it's hard to scroll through them all. But, uh, yeah, we have one that's really quite uh, poignant. It's, uh, it's saying that I use my quad lock when I went to the UK last week and uh, we should do a show over there. Well, funny Funny, funny that, because we are going to do six episodes <laughs> over there and we're going to be filming in next April, May. And we have the the CEO of Quadlock right here in the studio with us. Welcome, Andy Poole. Hello, gents. How are we? <laughs> uh, we're, we are terrific. Uh, Andy, you're, uh, you, you are actually a friend of uh, Trail Towns. I was explaining that we were in shock when Quadlock decided they would support us and are a partner. But you, in fact, have done a lot more for the show, haven't you? I have actually. I was uh, fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to be a runner through uh, episode or season one, actually. Um, so I got to see uh, Trail Towns in its infancy at its best, I think. So, um, well, when yeah. you were involved, it was very good. And when you say runner, your job wasn't just running around, you were the guy that helped with everything. A lot of um, organizing where the car keys were, I'd say, was that that was Andy's yeah. big job, really. Definitely <laughs> overcoming key logistical issues in that you guys could never find the car keys or the radios, in fact. Yes. You're not true story. True story. In New Zealand, we actually went online to find a runner for one of the episodes, and this guy turned up. Really fit-looking guy. Oh, Caleb. And he was a runner. Caleb. <laughs> and Caleb was a runner, and he said, I'm here to run. When does the race start? Yeah, and I saw him, actually, in the first day when he was asked to, like, carry a camera lens or anything like that. He would run to the car, and then he would run back. And we didn't actually realise that he thought he'd come on a running adventure, when he, and then he found out that we were actually filming television. And he was a great runner. But, Andy... Quadlock is an Australian success story. People don't realise it. This stuff works. It's an amazing product. But what is it and how did it begin? Um, So Quadlock, quite simply, it is the very best smartphone mount you can have, regardless of where you're choosing to use it. No bias. No no bias. No bias. bias. Whether you're in the car, on your bike, which is where the product started, um, boats, marine, aviation, uh, it really has become an opportunity now for people to access the device. Um, wherever they happen to be in whichever sort of category they want. But the story itself and how it came to be is really interesting. So two founders, um, and like any good product, really born from necessity. Uh, And Chris, one of the founders who was living in Sydney at the time with his first iPhone, was trying to find a way to keep his phone within hand's reach when he was navigating the city on his bike. Um, And using Google Maps, he was trying to use car adapters, car mounts, everything was too clumsy. And so he, he came up with his own own version, a mount, which became really the start of Quadlock. Uh, it went on a Kickstarter. Um, it got picked up by a couple of uh, gadget websites and started to blow up. And the interesting story is then Ashton Kutcher, of all people, 
actually tweeted about this mount that he'd seen. And uh, the website the guys had at the time crashed three times. Um, all because of Ashton Kutcher's tweets. So <laughs> terrible um, IT people. Figure. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've we've moved a long way since then. But. And uh, yeah, I mean that's cool that it's been born out of uh, the bike riding necessity. Because when I started using Quadlock, um, it's a bit distracting actually. Because it's good. I I've travelled all around the world, and when you go to a new location and you're trying to navigate through the city on a bike, or even trying to find mountain bike trails, um, I've always. Uh, thought this is a fantastic invention. So we really believe in it. Did you discover Quadlock through Trail Towns? Is that how you got your job? You thought, oh, these guys are using Quadlock. It looks good. That is absolutely not correct. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Vandy, a cyclist, not quite in your your league. But I um, you would have dropped down names and said, oh, I know yeah. Vandy indeed. <laughs> actually, I tried to keep that on the down low as long as possible. You did, actually. Although when, I, when they asked me for some references, I did put down runner Trail Towns. <laughs> Didn't really. They, yeah, I didn't understand no that. No cachet whatsoever. No, no, <laughs> yeah. They asked what times you were doing. Yeah, I correct. would have put that at the top of the resume because that was the the most recent job. Ah, uh, someone has asked here: Is Quadlock an an Australian invention? It is actually. Um, uh, both Chris and Rob, both from Melbourne, and this is one thing I did learn. Um, I I didn't know the guys were in Melbourne, nor did I know it was Australian. But yeah, our offices are here in Melbourne on the corner of Turak Road and Chapel Street. Both the guys grew up in Melbourne. Um, Chris in Glen Iris, Rob out in Mount Evelyn, so and both you know cyclists right from the get go. So and the old yeah. office back in Chapel Street, I remember I walked in and um, Rob's just wearing a quadlock t-shirt and the cap backwards, and he was shooting office basketball hoops like it's yeah. a really laid back company. And I think uh, how do yeah. I get a job? <laughs> <laughs> what, what he didn't say, Deets, was it's a very young company. Yeah, I was going to say, and they, they want to say, what would you do? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Make some bad jokes. And... Yeah, terrible, terrible jokes and coffee, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so um, where are you going? I know you're all over the world now, Andy, and you can get Podlock everywhere, just about mm. in every country. How's the growth? What's what? What are you? What are your prospects? Um. <laughs> Well, I hope my prospects at Quadlock over an extended period of time remain to be positive. Um, but as a business, you know, we've just got through $100 million this financial year. Um, we've shipped over a million pieces of product into 100 different countries. Um, tons of great product reviews. That really drives the success of the brand, you know, people getting the product in the hand and using it. Um, so I think as a, as a local business, there's a ton of potential for these guys to expand Absolutely. globally, yeah. for sure, and into different categories. So, yeah. And um, of opportunity. have you guys been doing some drop tests, just throwing your phones and dropping them? Uh, I'm finding as I get older, I'm doing a lot of those sorts of drop <laughs> tests. <laughs> Maybe not quite as um, premeditated. Well, Vandy well, and I did some massive drop tests in New Zealand. I did one at 440 Mountain Bike Park where I completely crashed my, <laughs> crashed my brains out. Quadlock was fine. was the only part of the bike which wasn't bent was the no. quadlock. Everything else, including me, was in trouble. Now, is is there any truth to the rumor that you may have also done a bungee with a quadlock strapped to your chest? I did. Bandy and I decided just before I did my very first ever bungee, and I'm scared of heights, so this is really. Plus, I've had a back operation, and I got told if I you think... do a bungee, I will leave you. That's no, we Dane need, said that. We needed right. the extra incentive, so we decided we'd do a quadlock test and strap it to Deet. So we <laughs> had to right. jump. So we started right. filming him, and then he's like, "Well, now I'm doing the bungee, obviously." Yeah, but I had my iPhone 13 uh, kind of quarantine, and we put your sort of. Crummy old, but do you give away? No, we shouldn't ask that question. Get him up on live on air. Vanny needs a new iPhone. No, anyway, we did do a bungee. I had a quadlock attached to me, and it was sensational. Didn't didn't 
let my phone go into all that, his phone go into the water right. at all. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, really. Long story. <laughs> it's a great but, uh, endorsement. It had a good, it had a very, very good ending. Andy, thanks so much for coming in, mate. We love Quadlock. It works. And if you don't know about it, find out about it because there's no better way to attach your phone or your iPad or I actually use it on my drum kit at home. Seriously, because I'm a drummer. Didn't you know I'm, I'm a musician? Oh, uh, is there anything you can't do? Oh, drum. <laughs> Not very good, but uh, no, I use it on this. It's fantastic stuff. So thank you for coming in, my friend, and uh, we will chat to you probably another time. No worries. Thanks for having me. All the best with the show. Absolutely love it. Uh, cheers, Andy. We'll see you at the premiere party. You're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and it's 100% pure New Zealand. <laughs> Discover stunning scenery and local attractions as you explore New Zealand. Plan your trip today. Live on SEN, Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz. You're with Vandy and Dietz on Trail Towns and we've got Jamo the Grant Man coming up and on that, Vandy, I've got a text which I'd like to read out. Oh, great. Here we go. First time listener, live. Old mates of Jamo at East Q Cycles. Can you believe that? That's early 90s. It's Carlos Hemingway. Now, I've got a feeling Sounds like an alias. Pseudonym. I'm not too sure. It's an alias. Ask Simon about the photo I took of him racing the crits back in the day. I still have a couple of the Fat Tire Flyers newsletters, which Simon and his brother Mick produced. So funny. Well, on that, Vandy, and I think we're going to have Jamo on the line in just a second, he actually produced the El Bandito bike Magazine. You've told me about this, yeah. The award-winning magazine. It's actually not award-winning. It was actually lit, <laughs> the most lit, the most litigious magazine ever put out. And Vandy, uh, sorry, uh, Jamo, are you on the line right now to to, to validate my last statement? Uh, I'm here, Duda. How you going? How you going, Vandy? Hello, Jamo. Yes, I've heard a lot about the El Bandito. There was a few legal battles. You guys were uh, <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> it all started with the website. What happened with that one? No, no, it started with the newsletter. We, we you know, we were fairly um, forthright in uh, our opinions of various companies' equipment and, and um, you know, the, a few times we had some um, legal responses we had to deal with. Fortunately, I had a good customer who was a partner at Mallison Steed and Jarks, a very prestigious law firm. So we, we had access to um, some assistance. But, um, um, yeah, you know, saying things like a, a company's new uh, bottom bracket looks like a wombat's ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're not doing. They're not stoked. They're not stoked. That, that, that'll do it. That'll do. It. I actually, I was a contributor to that magazine too. What, do you remember the uh, the 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 my contribution there? Yeah, you know? I'm sure it was yeah, very yeah, valuable. Fashion, fashion consultant. <laughs> That's right. I was too. Well, Dietz has terrible fashion, <laughs> terrible so I can't fashion. imagine he was still wearing sleeveless jerseys a couple of years ago when we started now. writing together. I still have now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bring it back! All this new fondled gear. We don't. We don't go with that. <laughs> we don't go with that stuff. Tough. Oh, there were some wonderful moments in that. Um, I, I do remember. What is? There's one particular company did actually try and um, uh, sue you for saying something about their product. We won't name the company. Yeah. What happened with that one? There, mate. Uh, we we ran an ad, an advertisement, and around the edge of the advertisement, it had no no. Would because we were a mountain bike specialist shop, and so we, we said, you know, no kids' bikes, no road bikes, no no shitters, no dirty underpants, no this bike brand. <laughs> oh, you said you specifically can't bring in certain the brand. bike brands. Okay. 
I'd have to sign an agreement saying I would never mention the name of that company ever, ever again. Oh, so we have, was... uh, have to recall all the um, um, newsletters and, and promise that we destroyed them. Oh, my goodness, we got in trouble. Of course, we, <laughs> we, not long after that, we switched to the internet. Yes. You know, the internet came along and um, we, we managed to get ourselves in even more trouble. You know, we were setting up the website for the, for the newsletter and, um, you know, back in the wild early days of the internet, we didn't know much about it. So we just borrowed um, a format and background from Canada's largest um, outdoor supply company. Oh, classic. Food. Just a bit of plagiarism. <laughs> just some... <laughs> Copied their website. <laughs> now, um... We were just borrowing, but actually it was stealing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jamo, as per usual, we're running tight on time and we've got this competition going on that Dietz has made up on the spot, pretty much, and it's essentially... Uh, any connection to a random sports person of any sort of prestige, but or, or you, anybody like you, yeah, you don't have you're not allowed to what? know them. We've got one here. Uh, when I was ten, I accepted from Yvonne Goulagong, I think the tennis player, a second tennis men's double award on behalf of my dad. That's pretty good. So wow. not too bad. I'm I'm I, I think that's getting warm. I what what else uh, and. Do you have any stories like that, Vandy? Do you have any connection to random, random successful yes, sports yes, people? Yes. Well, as a sports person myself, I've brushed shoulders with a lot of random <laughs> sports people. I once actually bumped into Jamo's friend, um, Cadell Evans, at the MAPE testing lab in 2008, I think it was. And he, I asked him how his run-in for the tour was, and he said, well... I'm here, so it's obviously not very good. Oh, Jamo, are you still on the line there, Jamo? No, uh, no he's gone. No, cause <laughs> he's hung up. We can validate. <laughs> we could validate. He's back again. We oh, can validate your 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 Cadell story. You might hold that till next. So we've got a caller here. We'll bring them on. We actually um, got a caller. Yeah, we got a caller. Um, <laughs> g'day, first caller to Trail Towns. Who are we talking to? No one in particular. Oh, really. good. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> standard for us, Jamo. We uh, don't know how to work the technology. We've got data control. The, the strong silent type. Yeah. Hang on, we've got somebody here. We've got another caller. Can you believe it? We've got another caller right now, Vandy. Who have we got on the line there? Nobody. Uh, we've got a little bit of an issue with the old panel out yeah, there. Yeah, the issue is we don't actually we, know no, how to receive got... calls. <laughs> Hello there. Who are we chatting to? Give us a name. Uh, you've got Nick here, boys. How Nick. are we? Oh, my goodness. Oh, hello, Nick. Nick, you've won a pillow yeah. just because we can actually get you on the line. I don't even care what you're about to say. <laughs> What's that's, your story? Uh, and make good. it. That's a good start. You've got about 10 seconds to tell us. Yeah. All right. I've got I'll, – I'll tell you one real quick one. I was having a couple of beers with uh, some flog with a, uh, a four-letter acronym as a name. Uh <laughs> And uh, I was just on my phone having a little bid and uh, managed to win Don Talbot, who was the Australian swimming coach for the 2000 Olympics. Um, unfortunately, the great man passed away recently, but I won his uh, pool deck jumper uh, at his uh, estate sale auction. So wow. a bit of a... Uh, 
Australian sporting memorabilia, a bit of history right there. Um, well, you know, Thorpey in his greatest. I think we've got um, uh, we've got a winner. We've got a winner, and that's pretty much that's all we've got show. time You're for. You're getting a temper pillow. We're going to do more of this next week because that's a great competition. We were overwhelmed with calls, see and we're out of time. You'll see you later. See you later. later.